What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? It is Thursday, the start of week 12 in the NFL season. And I don't know about you guys, but this week has been slow. It's been a slow week. It's kind of been a boring week. There's, we're seeing change in seasons here in the Midwest. Trace, I don't know about you what things are like, but for me, it's been a slow week. I'm ready for it to be over. Friday's payday, and then football's on this weekend. And Saturday, you and I are going to be doing something that we have yet to do together. We've, we've done podcasts. We've talked twice a week, every week, since pretty much, what, March? February? Yep. March. So here we are, however many months later, you do the math. I can't do it that quickly in my head. We are in November here. Um, Nine. But Therese and I will be doing radio, Fox Sports Radio in Joplin, Missouri, in place of Matt and Mello. I know most of you guys listening know who that is. They're going to be in Cali on the Stick to Football Tour, and, and Matt goes, hey, are you available this weekend to do radio? I said, you better fucking believe it. And then I realized... They're not going to be there to do it with me. And I'm like, I'm not about to do two hours of radio solo. So I said, can my guy Trish join me? They said, yes, he can. So now, on Saturday, from 10, or excuse me, from 10 to noon, Central Time, Trish and I will be on the Miked Up radio show. We will be hosting it. Two hours of radio. Justin, Trish, and Austin Cunningham coming at you live. You can check it out on an app. I don't know the app right here now off the top of my head, but as soon as I get that figured out and get the link, we will be posting that on our Twitter, and we will be blasting it on our personal accounts. So make sure you check that out and you find it and let us know because we're doing radio several states apart. Hopefully it goes well, it goes smoothly, and there's no hiccups because let me tell you, we're not going to hear the audio. It's just going to be talking like this, and now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if you and I can talk during the commercial breaks because we're connected through Skype. So during the four-minute segments of not doing air, of not being on air, I don't know if we can talk, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> we'll figure it out. It's going to be fun. We're going to enjoy it. But that's the announcement of Talking Football. Talking Football is taking over Mic'd Up. Hope you all are ready for it because we are. We are very ready. Uh, we're, we're super excited. We're excited to announce that today. It's going to be a great time. To answer your question, Austin, the app that I use is called My Tuner Radio. That's the app I use okay. to listen to you guys when you guys are on on Saturdays. It's a great app. All you do is download it. It's free, and then it asks you what location you want to put in. You put in Joplin, Missouri. Boom, and then it's like 1560 AM, I believe is what it is, and yep. there you go. And then you can listen to us bright and early. There's nothing like listening to us talk about all sorts of things, not just football, right before college football games start. It's going to be awesome. Yes, it is. You're going to hear some local uh, sponsorship for the radio show. Uh, luckily, I at least know what they are. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know everything about them. But I know what they are, so hopefully I can sell the sponsorship just enough. Probably not as well as Matt and Melo do, but we'll do our best, and that's what we're asked to do. We're asked to come on, fill in, don't cuss, don't fuck it up, and just let us make sure we're on the show next Saturday. That's pretty much what they told me. I said, you got it. Fingers crossed, because I really hope I don't fuck it up. Because if it does get fucked up, live and you learn, I guess. <laughs> yep, that's on you. I got, that's on I you, got nothing smooth me. to go off it's of that. Be great. 
I'm sure they'll tell me all about how badly I fucked up come the Senior Bowl, though. So that'll be a great time. <laughs> so it's going to be great. Um, but overall, I agree with you. This week's going by super slow. Just I'm ready for the weekend. I'm ready to sit back, watch some games, and just enjoy not working. Yes. And this weekend is my first weekend in, I'm not even kidding when I say this, two months where I haven't been on the road, where I haven't been in a different city, state, location for an entire weekend. My first weekend in two months. And I cannot wait. Because after radio, I'm going right back to bed. My day is over. College football will be playing in the background. I'm probably not even going to bed. I'm going to walk straight from my bar top, right over to the couch, lay my ass down, and I'm out for however long I'm out because I got nothing to do, and God bless it. Yeah, so I don't know if I should be a humble brag or, hey, none of us feel bad that you've been traveling to fucking awesome experiences. Oh, no, I don't expect anyone to feel bad for me. And it's not like every weekend's been these awesome experiences. Um, Some of them have been... Oh, shit, I kind of shot myself in the foot there. Some of them, <laughs> they've all been awesome experiences. Because if I haven't been traveling to a great location and experiencing new things in the collegiate world of football, um, it's been spending time with my significant other. She's a great gal. She is. Great time. Real pain in the ass. Beautiful lady. And we'll leave it at that. Lucky to be with her. Zip. Okay, cool. Here we go. Treese, let's head into the football world of talking football. Let's speak college right now. Let's talk College football. A lot of things changed this weekend. Minnesota, row the boat. They took an L. Rolled yeah. into Iowa with the pink locker rooms. Couldn't get over it. Waved to the kids that are sick. Awesome experience. And then you lose. I'm not really sure what took place, what the difference was for them in the traveling. They just beat Penn State. I don't think that was their biggest game. I don't think they were overhyped for that. But, you know, you come in against Iowa and you just sort of laid an egg and you lose and now you kind of just lost contention for possibility of the playoff. Um, the Big Ten race is still kind of up in the air. Are they still in the Big Ten championship game since I beat Penn State? Yes. Okay. So maybe there's an opportunity there to upset Ohio State, but they are ranked eighth now, I believe, if I'm correct, or ninth. They are ranked ninth right now. Ninth. I knew that. Boom. Look at me go. Okay, cool. So that's what happened last week with Minnesota. Ohio State gets a win. I'm sorry. Sorry for cutting you off. They're 10th. I forgot Oklahoma jumped them. They're 10th. Oh, that. Okay. I forgot about that. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Well, there we go. 10th. So, Ohio State gets a W. LSU gets a W. Clemson gets a W. Utah gets a W. They're moving up. Georgia gets a W. Alabama gets a W. So, the top five pretty much just stays in place. Um, I threw Utah in there because I'm looking at a list. I may have accidentally just sold something. But if we're about to do our own rankings here, Trees. Of the top four, who do you have in your top four for the college football playoff? Who are your four teams at the season ended today that you have going to the playoffs? So you're right. The mainly the top seven actually didn't change in the rankings for the real college football playoffs. Mine, the top three does not change. LSU, Ohio State, Clemson. Last week I had Alabama at four. I can't put them there with the Tua situation. I just don't believe that they're a top four team without Tua right now. So I'm going with the Utah Utes at number four. They are playing lights out right now. I know they're ranked seventh in the poll right now. They're going to beat Oregon in 
the Pac-12 championship game in a few weeks. That'll get another. T- they that'll get them a top ten win there. So they'll jump there. LSU is going to lose to, or sorry, LSU is going to beat Georgia. So they're out. So now it comes down to Alabama, one loss Alabama against an LSU team without a conference championship, or a Utah team, one loss to USC, who is ranked in the top twenty-five, very low, but I believe they're twenty-two or twenty-three right now, um, with a conference championship. And I think the committee is going to say, hey, conference championship matters. And we're going to give it to a Pac-12 team, and that's the Utes. So give me the Utah Utes in the top four. The only problem is is I think this team can compete with anybody in the nation except for LSU and Ohio State. <laughs> so that's the problem. <laughs> so um, anybody else, I really truly believe that. I think if they don't win the Pac-12 they end up losing to Oregon. They go to the Rose Bowl. I think they're going to dominate any Big Ten team that goes in there. So that last comment that you made before the Big Ten championship or playing against a Big Ten team in the Rose Bowl, if they, like they're going to have to either play I, LSU or Ohio State at this I'm point. I'm well aware. The, the guys that are making this decision on what team goes in thinks the same thing, and that's why they're not going to go in at four? Probably. Like, and maybe I'm just being like the Utah Utes fan that's like, I'm just, maybe I'm just scared, man. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, they really probably could. Like, uh, like they're tough enough to match up with LSU. So my, actually my, my more worry is Ohio State. I don't think that they match up well against Ohio State. I think in Fields, regards to what? Speed, I think, size, strength. I think Fields is his ability to run and pass is something that the Utah Utes defense obviously hasn't seen this year and won't see this year, and I think that they will they would struggle against that. I would actually rather them match up against LSU than I would Ohio State. Um, more just because LSU is playing the style of like we're gonna just beat you up, and that's mm-hmm. what Utah's known for. Like they beat up everybody that they play. Um, I mean, they have a history of beating Alabama in 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 bowl games they beat a lot of really good teams in bowl games Kyle Whittingham has I think the best record all time as a coach in bowl games I think he's only lost one bowl game so yeah he's unreal he 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 gets the team ready when he has extra weeks to prepare he has them ready I think I think they would match up great against Clemson I think they would beat Clemson um it's the Ohio State game that makes me worried well, hey, maybe Ohio, maybe Ohio State loses in the Big Ten championship game, and they get placed at like three, and Utah gets in at four, and they're left playing Clemson. Yeah, maybe. Uh, there hey, are, you're gonna there, need. To- there are fans. There are Utah fans. Sorry, there are Utah fans that would, and I, I mean, I can't fully disagree that almost like, hey, I just really want to go to the Rose Bowl. Like, I'm o- like, I'm okay with not making the cha- the playoffs because when we started this year Utah's goal was Rose Bowl like it was winning the Pac-12 like we had never won the South we won it last year awesome even with all the injuries then we lost in the Pac-12 championship 10 to 3 heartbreaker we were there on the sidelines it sucked it was sad but this year, healthy, ready to go. A lot of guys returning. As you know, tons of seniors on this team. A ton of them that are going to be at the Senior Bowl as we are there later, I guess at the start of 2020. 
Um, I think that they're just ready for a big primetime game like the Rose Bowl. So obviously you you want your team in the college football playoffs. That's why you play. But I don't think that teams are fans are going to be upset with a Rose Bowl appearance. See, if I'm a, I'm not a Utah fan, but I, I understand that mindset. But you have to you have to realize where your team's at. Make oh, make make going to the Rose Bowl is like settling for it. I feel like that's where Utah fans should be this season. Like, yeah, maybe you come into it like let's get to the Rose. Hey, you're probably gonna get there anyways. Let's get to the college football playoffs. Let's get there. Let's make enough noise to get attention for the rest of the nation. Because I'll tell you right now. I'm not from Utah. I know nothing about Utah. My grandparents live there. I've been to, what is it, National Zion Park, right? Zion National Park. I've been there and hiked, uh, climbed all the way up the mountain and down and didn't sweat. And I don't know how because I sweat like a fucking pig. All right? And then I realized, wow, it's humidity that makes me sweat. Utah, dry heat. I don't sweat hiking. That's about all I know with Utah. I'm going to be honest with you. So – me, you got to realize, listening to me here talk about Utah, if you want to make the college football championship, you have to make noise. You have to disrupt the trending flow of Utah on how they're viewed by everyone else. Because right now, the view is, well, that's Utah. We've never seen them in this situation. Like, we're just going to overlook them. They're probably going to lose. How yeah. many times has everyone been saying, Utah's probably going to lose this week? And they don't. Like what? What's gonna happen to Utah right here? And I'm just talking to all Utah fans that are listening right now. If you want to make the college football playoff, make enough noise, give enough reasoning, and make an en- and create enough hype around your team that has the people making these decisions go. You know what? We do want to see this, or it's just gonna be a repeat of Boise State, where you're good for four or five years, you have enough noise, you're good, you shock some people, but you never get that opportunity. Give yourself the opportunity. Create that chance here. And I think you have a realistic shot. Yeah. How about this? Utah has not allowed a touchdown at home in 14 quarters. Roll with that. Make a fucking hashtag. Make a goddamn hype video and blow that fucker up. Yeah. How about this? Utah's last six games. 38-13, 52-7, 21-3, 0 Tough one on the road at Washington, 33-28 win. And then they just demolished UCLA 49-3. to Those are all games that all the fans, they're fucking leaving before the fourth quarter starts because we're so good and we're just dominating. Why is no one else hearing about this? This is my first time hearing that. Because, one, and it's something that I hate. Me and my friends at Tailgate, we talk about this all the time. I hate the 8 p.m. kickoffs because it's 8 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 10 o'clock for East Coast. That's 9 o'clock for you. Nobody's watching football that late. Nobody is. Yeah. So, like, Utah needs to move their kickoff times up to 6 p.m. Then it's 8 o'clock on the East Coast. Hey, maybe the night's starting to, like, wind down a little bit. Let's turn on some TV. Let's turn on a game. Oh, look, ESPN, Utah's, sh- Utah's playing. Here we go. But here, here's the thing. Utah plays at Arizona, and then they play against Colorado at home to end the season. They're going to win both of those games by 24-plus. They're going to dominate both of them, and then they're going to go into the Pac-12 championship against Oregon. And I think that's when everybody's going to see how good this Utah team is because everybody's going to watch the Pac-12 championship. I'm just going to repeat it. I'm the rest of the world right now looking at the University of Utah's football team, and I'm going, I don't know anything about these guys. 
So sure. if you're a fan of the University of Utah's football team and you want to see them get to the college football playoff and compete against an LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, whoever lands there, Alabama, if they still find a way to sneak in, hey, you got to make some noise. You got to hype yourselves up. You got to find whoever edits videos or puts these things together to blast it. Uh, you got to almost get it trending on Twitter. You got to get it everywhere on Instagram. Any alumni, Utah player that is in the NFL needs to give recognition. Any person who represents the University of Utah at a national level or a recognizable level needs to be giving that recognition to them because if you want an opportunity to get in that freaking playoff, you have to create it because otherwise it's going to be too late. At the end of the season, we're going to hear what Treese just said in all these stats. You said 14 quarters they've get, and they haven't given up a touchdown. Have not given up a touchdown in 14 quarters. At home. At home. Hey, that's a huge – what other universities doing that? None. <laughs> well, let's hear about it then. Make some noise, Utes. What's your, what you're saying there? What's our saying? We just say go Utes. It's, it's go two. Utes. Right there. Okay. Throw it up to you. There it is. I know I've seen you do it before. Yeah, yeah, you see me doing it. Go. It's the better version of what Miami University does. Yeah, who fucks Miami University right now? Two thousand one. That's yeah. gone. Yeah, we're almost Get. two decades later. Let's do the Utes, baby. Go yeah. Utes. Let's hear your top four now. Oh, my top four, same as it was last week: LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia. That's it. Go Utes. I want to hear you. about it. Love it. I have a feeling what? we're gonna have a lot of Utah fans listening this week. Make some noise. Love it, love it, love it. Heisman's, who's your top three? Because I know you top, changed this up a little bit. Yes, I only added one new name with Joe Burrow and Justin Fields from Ohio State. I am throwing in Jalen Hurts. Had a couple poor, had a poor couple weeks, honestly. Playing old, playing old Baylor last week down in Waco, Texas. That is currently where they are at, correct, Trees? That is. Guess what they're losing by. Guess what the losing score is going into half. At half, I don't know at half, but I do know. Oh, in at what point quarter, was the losing score? Twenty-eight to three. We've seen oh. that number before. We have. Where where do we see it at? I think that was in a Super Bowl once upon a time. Oh, the biggest game, biggest game watched for the world of football. This is happening in a college level. Usually, when you see that game over, University of Oklahoma, Jalen Hurts says, "No, sir, we're making a comeback," and boy, did they! And at the end of the game, or later this, or earlier this week, Jalen Hurts goes, "You know what?" I played poorly in the beginning of the game. I made up for it with my teammates. They made some plays to help us out, and now we got the W. To me, hearing him do that and then seeing everything else he's done this season gives him props. That alone, to me, gives him an opportunity to be a Heisman candidate at least and should be highly discussed as winning it because the leadership that he has shown on and off the field for his team and his university and himself has been outstanding. And I can't wait to see how this ends later in the year. Because it's a tough race right now. Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, and Jalen Hurts. JJJ, baby. One of them is winning it. One of them is. Absolutely. Uh, I'm with you on Joe Burrow and Justin Fields. It's it's a two-man two-man show right now. That's how it is. But you want to know what? Let's just, let's just carry on this Utah thing. Tyler Huntley. Huntley for Heisman right now. Here we go. He deserves to be number three right now. Do his stats always, they're not as large as Jalen Hurts, right? But he's more valuable right now. He's got 74% completion percentage, 2,400 yards, 
13 touchdowns, only one interception to add along with five other rushing touchdowns. He is just methodical right now. Their offense is so much fun to watch. Just to add on to their stacked defense, the number two defense in the nation, Ohio State's the only team in this entire country that has a better defense than than Utah. So, Huntley for Heisman, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, go Utes. You got Jack? any special slogan this year? Anything? Like, no, row just... the boat with Minnesota? No, we don't do that here. We just we just win ball games at home. Hey, there it is. And golf and hit golf balls under the freaking mountains. Yep. Damn straight. <laughs> best That's fan awesome. Base. Best fan base, dude. We had 30 people during the bye week go down to southern Utah with us five hours to just golf and drink for two days. What other fan, fan base is doing that right now? I mean, you want a realistic answer? I know. So, uh, moving <laughs> <Sorry>. on. Let's. <laughs> Let's. I think that's enough college football talk for the day, though. We will talk about plenty more, I'm sure, on Miked Up on Saturday on the radio. 100%. Great. Everybody tune into that. Let's move on to professional football, NFL. Last week, or last episode, you said you wanted to discuss a few games we didn't get to. So I will hand this off to you, and you can discuss. I believe there was two games you wanted to talk about. Yep, yep. A couple games here that I really that I really enjoyed watching last week that I kind of wanted to break down with you guys. Um, got my glasses on here. My mic turned around correctly, so hopefully you can hear me a little bit clearer now. Um, the first game I want to go over is the Cardinals versus the 49ers. And, Therese, I know you've been pretty high on Kyler Murray so far this season on kind of what you thought his production would be and what he would eventually be able to do. This game here is the first game where I can honestly say he is 100% comfortable. He is accustomed to the speed of the NFL. He is making reads, and the game is slowing down, similar to how it did at the University of Oklahoma with him. A lot of his throws and plays are him dancing in the pocket. I don't even want to say dancing. Just moving in the pocket and then escaping upfield to score or run down, you know what I mean, pick up extra yardage, looked very similar to how it did at Oklahoma where he is confident in making that decision and knowing that hardly anyone else is going to catch up to him. So with that being the case, that's really what shined for me this game with the Cardinals. 49ers, they made some plays. Debo Samuel, he or another rookie for the 49ers, had a huge catch along the left side of the sideline for them between two Cardinal defenders. And he's about the only receiver making plays for the 49ers right now because they are just struggling with those guys keeping their hands on the ball. Kyle Shanahan expressed his disappointment and frustration with it earlier last week, and then it kind of showcased in this last game with them where a lot of their guy or Pettis didn't even play a majority of the game. The Arizona Cardinals defense, it's pretty close to being a pretty damn good one. They're about maybe another secondary or linebacker away one of those two positions being filled with a, a decent level. And the Cardinals are going to be good because this offense does not look bad. Going off what I just said about Kyler Murray, his throwing is strong. I didn't realize how hard he could throw the ball. Like, that dude is zipping that some bitch across the field. And it is pretty to watch. It was at least pretty to watch this last week. And my last note that I want to say, the game, the way that it ended, 
if you betted on this game against the spread like I did, and you picked the Cardinals like I did, Trees, did you pick the Cardinals? I picked the card. No, I picked the Niners. Yeah, you picked the Niners. I picked the Cardinals. Guess who won that? I did. Yeah. I guess who should have won that? Me. Thank you. But no, some fucking Cardinals offensive lineman has to take a fumble and throws it backward. What are you doing? You, you literally fall on the ball and then turn and chuck it 50. And defensive guy picks it up, runs it in a touchdown. Freaking 49ers win by 10. Defensive lineman threw the ball backwards. Trees, have you seen this play? Yes, I've seen the play. If you haven't, you've seen the play, you just need to be sitting there like it's no big deal. I right with it. I couldn't believe it. I went back and watched it, and I was like, what the fuck? Because you see the highlights, and it's like, ooh, 49ers had a game-winning touchdown. Depp back, runs up the middle, scores a touchdown, cool little dance, and then it's, oh, 49ers win by How they get the other seven? That's how. Arizona Cardinals offensive lineman throws the ball backwards. 49er guy picks it up, runs it that's that game. That's all I have else to say about it. Is there anything you want to say about this game? Um, no, just that I'm happy that you're finally getting on the Kyler Murray bandwagon with me. Okay. I mean, you lost a bet to me because of this. That was pretty easy. I mean, hey, Vegas lost a bet to me as well. I mean, all he needs is to average 116 yards per game the rest of the way, and I got this bet one. So, I mean, it's going to be nice heading to Vegas um, over like New Year's. I'll be in St. George a couple hours away, drive over there, pick up all my winnings. It's going to be a great time. And that that one and the Bills one are the, probably the two I'm most excited about because I felt the most confident in those two bets. Well, look at you go. Look at you go. This next game that I want to talk about, um, it's going to be the Oakland Raiders versus the Bengals. The the Raiders got a win here, and this probably isn't a game that a lot of people are going to be talking about or even putting recognition to, but I want to a little bit just because the Bengals team as a whole is just very confusing to me. Their defensive line got plenty of pressure. They looked okay. Their secondary stinks, and their linebacking core is just kind of a question mark on if they're going to show up or not. That's it. And a quarterback, you just threw away Andy Dalton. You said, hey, happy birthday. Uh, we're going to start this other guy. <laughs> like, happy birthday, man. Thanks for everything you've done, for not winning a playoff game. Happy birthday. Ain't playing no more. So the last note that I want to make here for the Bengals is that kind of mindset on what they did with Andy Dalton, I think, has carried over to the team on a not really caring anymore for this season. Because the Bengals could have had a lot of effort plays that wouldn't have shown up in the stat sheet, but could have changed the outcome of it. Because they lost, yes, but it's not like they got blown out. They competed in this game a little bit, but what separated them was the Raiders having more effort on on pretty much wanting to win more. So within that, Josh Jacobs running back for the Oakland Raiders. Trish, do you think he has a, poss- a potential of being rookie of the year? Uh, yeah, I think he is rookie of the year. Who do you, I mean, who do you think it's between him and Murray? Yeah, it's between him and Murray. And as long as the, the Cardinals keep losing, he's going to win it. Because Minshew, I mean, Minshew's out of it now. I don't know if, I just didn't know if there's anyone else that I'm being disrespectful to and not naming here. 
No, I think it's out of those two. Um, yeah, I mean, there's really no one else that... I mean, I guess... I mean, I wouldn't put him, but I, I think a lot of people will say, what about Metcalf? Metcalf's had a pretty solid year. Yeah, but I mean... No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I still yeah. think... It's, I mean, Josh Jacobs is like fourth in the league in rushing right now. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I honestly don't think it's that close, to be honest. Okay. Because that was that was my question mark, is is it close with anything? I put two question marks on like, hey, I'm kind of curious. Another one that's like, is anyone else really there? So glad you glad you met that tone there on my notes here. Um, the Raiders, a good young core. Their defense has got a pretty good young core. Their offense has a good young core. The guys from Clemson, pretty good. Max Crosby had a good game. Trish, you want to say something here before I continue on? Let's hear it. Imagine if they actually took Josh Allen like they were supposed to with the fourth pick. Yikes. Yikes. And, and Furls hasn't been bad. No. I mean, he just hasn't been special like Josh Allen is. Wow, that's a really good point. Thank you very much. That uh, holy for- Allen Crosby on the defensive side with Abram if he doesn't Abram. get hurt. Yep. And then you have Foster Moreau, Hunter Renfro, and Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not paying all of them when the time comes, but wow. <laughs> no, for I mean, sure. They do make it, do you? I mean, I think Renfro, he's going to be a pretty – he's going to be a stud, but I don't think he's going to bring in a lot of money. So I like the young core for the Raiders. They're going to be good. Really, the notes that I wanted to take on this is just kind of like – Mixon had a good game. Finley's legs were a weapon, but there just wasn't enough effort from the Bengals to win. And so the Raiders get another get a W, excuse me, and are competing in the AFC West with the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs yeah. beat the Chargers, you know, I wouldn't I don't want to say handily, but they come out with a win. Now they go on by, and then they come in and play December 1st. Uh it's going to be a big game. Yeah, it's going to be huge. Raiders are rolling. Chiefs are figuring it out, coming back healthy. It's going to be an interesting game. I'm glad the Chiefs are on by to get re-healthy with all the injuries that they faced. But those are the two games that I wanted to talk about here. So thank you, Chase, for giving me an opportunity to do that. Now let's dive into our Thursday night matchup for Week 12. We are moving on from Week 11, and now we're looking on to Week 12. A little Bill Belichick for you, Okay. We're looking to week 12. Thank you very much. Okay. Our uh, Thursday night matchup is Thursday night matchup is going to be an AFC South bout between the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans in Houston, where the Texans are favored by three and a half. I've done enough talking here. The AFC South belongs to Treese, where Treese is a fan of it, and they beat the Chiefs. So, Treese, let's hear it. Uh, let's see here. So it sounds like T.Y. Hilton is possibly going to be back, which is a huge boost for that Colts offense. They're going to be missing Marlon Mack, but I think that with the Jonathan Williams, they'll get Wilkins back. And with, uh, what's the other guy's name? Hines. Hines, right? Hines, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think those three will be great. Little combination there. Get Pascal back to the wide receiver two spot where he belongs is going to be great for that team. Uh, sounds like Eric Ebron is a little banged up with an ankle injury, but uh, I still bet he plays. 
And then you got the Texans who are coming off of, uh, let's just say a little bit of a disappointing week against the Ravens. We'll just put it as the, at that. It is what it is. They got their ass kicked. Uh, love to see it. And I think just because it's at home, though, I think the Texans do find a way to pull this one out in the regular season. Apparently, the Colts can just beat them in playoffs on the road. It doesn't matter to them there. But I am going to take the Texans at home at three and a half. I believe they end up winning this game by close to a touchdown. Okay. Okay. So I'm actually going to take the Colts. Looking a little beat up. Texans got smacked by the Ravens last week. I think Indianapolis just kind of continues the beating. I think they're going to figure it out. Yeah. They have a couple guys that are no namers to the, you know, the rest of the world in football. But to us, we kind of have an understanding of what they are and what they're able to do. In a sense, I'm not going to say and act like I'm an expert on some of these guys because I'm clearly not. But I'm going to pick Indianapolis. I got a good feeling here for the Colts. They're moving on. They're chugging, lugging, lugging five mile an hour, right? Here we go. International Harvester right there for you. Don't know if you know that song, Trees. I don't. Oh, so my God. Are you being gonna... serious? You really don't? Yeah, I'm going to just move on and just act like uh, you didn't just say that. So um, let's do our player prop bets here, and that is – Jacoby Percet, 243 passing yards. Do you have the over or the under here? I'm going to take the over here. I think he has a big game. It's prime time. He's been in somewhat of a discussion, depending on who you listen to, on potential MVP. I don't really see it, but a lot some people do. Yeah, you're giving me a look on like what? There are some people out there that think he deserves that type of recognition. He's not a good I don't know. Huh? He's had a good year. I mean, it's been all right, but I don't think MVP me level. Either. Me either, but, but I think he's had a good I, year. I think, I think this is going to be a big game, primetime division game in Houston. Jacoby Brissett's throwing for over 243 yards. I would like to see him hit the 300 mark. That's where I want to put it. I'm going to take the under. I think that, to your point, they saw what the Texans just got their ass beat on, and that is getting run down their throat. And so I think that that's what they're going to try to do, even without... Marlon Mack. I, I think that they just keep trying to run the ball. Damn it. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, hate Speaking to see of it. Williams in the running game, 46 is what it said. Are you taking the over or under? Um, I'm going to take the over here. I know that Wilkins is coming back, but I, I think they kind of ease him in. So I think Williams gets the most carries out of here, and I think that he has over 50 yards. So. That would mean over 46 because I can do math. I agree with you. I'm right there. Next, Pascal, 52 receiving yards. He's been kind of the go-to guy the last couple weeks for Brissett. I'm clearly taking the over. I'm just going over on the Colts so far. I mean, You might as well just put it over again for Ebron with 39. Sorry to go two here. I've been doing this lately. I don't know how that makes you feel. But I'm taking over on the Colts. Big game from every member of the Colts. Is Ebron set to play, by the way? Uh, yeah, so he has an ankle injury, but I bet he plays. But it's hard to really know because, once again, it's Wednesday night. They don't really practice on Monday and Tuesday. It's more walkthroughs. So, I mean, I think he's fine. I think he has a sore ankle and he's going to play through it. Sweet. Yep, taking over on all the Colts. Bingo, bingo. And I'm going to take the under on both of those guys, on Pascal and Ebron, because I'm going to take the under on 243. I just think that that kind of matches up with that. So 
that's my take on that. And because, you know what? I've been, I've realized I've been taking the over a lot lately on Thursday night games, and you've slowly started making a comeback on me. I still got you right now, but you're coming back, and I think it's because I'm being too aggressive. So I'm taking some over or some unders rather than overs. Oh, all right. So let's start. Let's go out then here. Deshaun Watson said for 245 passing yards. You going over or under after that little spiel? Yeah, I'm 100% going over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that the Colts will shut down the run game, and I think it's going to make it so Watson has to pass a lot. I'm going to take the over as well. He's having an MVP-type season. Last week was somewhat of an exception to that as he just got beat up all game. Taking the over there. Carlos Hyde set for 73 rushing yards. I'm going to take the under. The way they've been kind of handling the running back position between him and Duke has been inconsistent on who has a big game or not. I just don't see Hyde getting that 73-yard mark. I kind of want to take the over here, but I am going to take the under because I think that, I mean, he had a couple, he's had like two, three big games and two of them are against the Jags. The other one is against your Kansas City Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Other than that, he... He hasn't had massive games. I mean, he's still putting up probably like 60 yards per game. So um, I'm going to go the under as well on this one. The next one is DeAndre Hopkins at 74 receiving yards. And I will smash the over on this one because I think that's a lock. think it's a lock, huh? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you because he's had that about seven plus times so far this season. Taking Oh, not that many. And the Colts, the Colts are beat up on on the defensive cornerback position. Yeah, it's five times. He's had over 74 right, receiving yards five times this season. I'm right there with you on the it, over. It, it's crazy it's only been five times, to be honest. He just, I don't, I don't want this to sound bad because he's had over five receptions to each game, but I just don't feel like He's been as much of a factor this season. Like, am I right to say that? Yes, like, he just it just hasn't felt that way. Yeah, he he hasn't been as much. And I mean, and I think that more has to do with other guys are stepping up for them on the offensive side. I think that's a big deal. He used to just be the DeAndre Hopkins show. Like, he had to do everything, and now he doesn't. So, uh, next one is Kenny Steele's at forty-one receiving yards, and I also will take the over on this one. I'm right there with you. Man, I took the over on everything except Carlo Hyde rushing. Yeah. Uh, what's the under? I, I don't know where that button is because I clearly didn't hit it. Yeah. Apparently, I pushed it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, they all hit because if so, I'm going to have a pretty good week. Like you said, Teresa, I've been catching up to you slowly but surely here. Now, Let's view the rest of Week 12. Our next matchup that we're going to go over is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Atlanta where the Falcons are are heating up. Two wins. If they get the third win here, they are on fire. They are favored by four and a half, and I'm taking them. I am taking the Falcons. I am going with it. Buccaneers, I don't know what they are. Just when you think they do. The good, the bad, and the ugly shows up. He squints at the scoreboard and goes, fuck, we're losing. That's it. That's pretty much Jameis Winston in a nutshell. I'm taking Atlanta. I got nothing else to say. (laughs) Nothing else to say, huh? Well, I think 
Winston's had enough rough games in a row that it's about time for him to have that one game where it's like, holy shit, that's what Winston can do, and that's why he's still a starting quarterback? Yeah, it's about that time. I'm going to take the Bucks to cover the four and a half. Uh, I see a big Godwin and Mike Evans game here. What Bruce Arians and them are doing by benching Jordan or Jordan Howard, OJ Howard, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what they're doing. I understand he had the weird drop and that turned into an interception, but I didn't know that one mistake like that, like a drop pass turns into we're benching your ass. I just didn't realize that that was a thing when you're this type of team, mm-hmm. um, when you're already struggling and you're now saying this athletic freak, we're going to just leave you on the bench. Very interesting to me. And um, I, I'm very interested to see how this Falcons team does this for three straight games. Are they back? And ever since Dan Quinn switched to another guy playing the defensive call plays, now that it's been two weeks, is our offensive coordinator going to catch on to his tendency tendencies? Or is he going to just keep shutting teams down like how he has with the Panthers and the Saints? It's going to be interesting. I believe the Falcons have beaten the Buccaneers the last five times they faced each other. It might be six, but it's not going to be by four and a half, so I'm good. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> there's our – we have not agreed yet. So, Broncos versus Bills. Closet fan Justin Treese here. The Bills are favored by four at home, and I'm taking them. I'm taking the Bills to cover. Defense is he- looking good. Offense is looking good. John Brown, breakout player. Once a gorilla, always a gorilla. Went to a local school down here at Pitt State. The only university in the nation to have a gorilla as a mascot. A little fun fact for you there. Taking the Bills riding high, baby. Me too. This is the game that wins me a whole bunch of money, right? Bills final get over the seven and a half wins there. Boom. Bingo, bango. I got some money in my pocket. Broncos, I need them to lose another game. Uh, they, I need them to not have over seven wins. And then I win some more money. This game is a big Justin Treese betting game. Let's let's win me some money. And yes, I don't care. You can say it. Closet Bills fan. Since offseason, we've been all on this train. All all offseason, you and I. Yep. I've been loving it. It's been awesome because now it's starting to come to light. They're 7-3. No one's talking about them. You see on the world of Twitter, no one's talking about them. We are. We've been sitting right here since March. We're about to do radio. And we're going to talk about them some more. <laughs> Let's get well, I, our... think, I think Go they ahead. want us to talk about Kansas City Chiefs a little bit more than the Bills. Yeah, probably because the Bills kind of had the Chiefs number as well as every other fucking AFC South team. So moving into our next game, the New York Giants are traveling to Chicago to play the Bears, where the Bears are favored by six. Is the old hip splinter Trubisky going to play this game, Trees? Any update there? Did you say hip splinter? That's not what it was. A hip pointer? That's same shit. Is that the same shit? Do they call it that in in uh, the old Midwest? Okay, here we. This is what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is what it feels like. Doesn't feel very good, huh? Um, yes, he still has that. That doesn't just magically go away. Um, even though some people want to say that it's fake, I don't believe it's fake. But um, I'm going to say that that may put him to miss this game. Bring in you son of a bitch. Of course he's done. I don't think it just goes away. <laughs> like, duh, I meant is he playing or not? 
well, I don't know. I'm just trying to give you shit here. I mean, you just threw me off my game right there. Fuck it. I'm taking the Giants. Wow. I'm going to take the Bears. Their defense is great. Daniel Jones likes to stand in a pocket. Khalil Mack has got to be looking at his chops here, similar to what we saw Frank Clark doing behind the shoulder of Phillip Rivers on Monday Night Football in Mexico City. If you haven't seen that video, go look it. Go look it up because it's, it's pretty terrifying, really, no matter who you're a fan of. But Khalil Mack has got to be loving this. Receiving core isn't anything dangerous to scare the secondary of Chicago. Chicago's just going to run the ball. They'll be fine. Whether they pass the ball or not with whoever's at quarterback, they will be okay. I am taking the Bears over six. Or at least by six there, excuse me. Now, here's another AFC South matchup. The, the Jacksonville Jaguars are traveling to Tennessee where the Titans are favored by three because they're the home team. Trees, just take it away, but I'm taking the Jaguars. Ooh, you're taking the Jags? Look at you go. Look at you go. All right, here's the deal. It's late November. We know what that means. Derrick Henry's going to run all over this team. It's going to be a great time to watch. Nick Foles, you got to step up your shit. What you did last week was unacceptable. You cannot throw over 40 times and not have 300 passing yards, even when you had a garbage drive that basically gave you 60 receive, 60 passing yards. They weren't playing defense at that point. The game was over. They gave you 60, and you still couldn't get over 30. Unacceptable play calling. You have to give Leonard Fournette the ball more. Never thought I was going to be saying that earlier in the year because he was looking like shit as well. It was actually during this game when they played week three when uh, Leonard Fournette had, I think it was 60, a 69-yard run in the third quarter, and at that point, that put him at 66 yards. So... Uh, you do the math there, ladies and gentlemen. Overall, I think that the Jags, they've just looked like shit basically this last month. <laughs> basically, that's what it is, right? They played they played Houston, got their shit rocked, went on by, then came back, and then got their shit rocked by the Colts. Not, not a fun time for us at all. Uh, defense, they miss Marcel Darius. They need to get that figured out. And again, can't wait for them to draft a linebacker. Hopefully Dylan Moses, put him at middle, move Jack back where he belongs on the will, and defense could be back to what we think thought it was a couple years ago. And I am going to take the Titans to cover at three points. Wow. All right. Plenty to say there. I like it. Hopefully you're wrong. Uh, Steelers are traveling to Cincinnati where they are favored by six and a half. The Steelers are favored by six and a half in Cincinnati with Mr. Dennett Head, Mason Rudolph at the helm. Mr. True Douchebag can't stand them. I said it on Twitter. His apology the other day, yesterday, was totally ingenuine. He wasn't prepared for it. You're reading off his script and you still sound confused and lost on it. What the fuck, dude? I hope the Bengals just beat the shit out of you. They're probably not because they don't care about the season anymore, kind of what I touched up on earlier. So I'm going to take the Steelers. But that's shitty by Mason Rudolph. And I'll leave it at that. So I really want to take the Bengals here. I'm switching my pick. I am taking the Bengals. Juju's out. Their secondary's beat he's up. Not or their- yet. That, that, was my, that was my big thing is he's not, he's not out yet. Juju's not? They haven't announced it yet. 
He's still a pro- concussion protocol, but he's not officially out. My big thing is that Steelers defense. I can't switch yeah. back, though. I can't switch back. Okay, it's Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the Steelers as well, strictly just because of the defense. When you were gone at LSU, Alabama, I said that when I was going solo, TJ Watt deserved more recognition for defensive player of the year. And I think he's starting to get it, and I love it. So, I'm going to stick on that train and say I still think that he probably should win defensive play of the year. I'm going to stick to my guns here, and he's going to show it this week against the Bengals with, fuck it, multiple strip sacks fumbles. Wow. Dose. Two of them. I like that, but I just think Finley's too mobile. Like he's not the type of guy to stand in the pocket. I think he's like not he made a lot of plays against the Raiders. Like you can yeah. tell he's a rookie, and it's not there. But I'm not gonna lie, he worries me in this game because you just you don't know. Yeah. And if Mixon goes off, and the offensive line can block for longer than .2 seconds on a couple plays. Pittsburgh might be in trouble, but you know you don't know. It's the NFL. It's going to be interesting. To see our next game. The Dolphins are playing the Browns, where the Browns are favored by ten and a half. I'm said I'm not taking the Dolphins anymore. Fuck that. I'm taking them right here. All right. That's it. I'm taking Miami. The Browns are without Miles Garrett. That's quite a hit to their team. Some of their guys are suspended. I don't know. Is Randall playing this game since he was ejected last week? Yeah. He is playing. I don't think it fucking matters. I'm taking the Dolphins. That's it. I hope Baker just sucks it up. He's probably not going to since he's looked okay the last two weeks. But I hope he sucks it up. Yeah, he has looked better. And kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like, confidence is just such a big thing with these young quarterbacks. And I think he's starting to gain it again. Uh, And it's more not because I don't like the Browns or anything. I mean, just 10.5 is just a huge number. Like, to like predict somebody wins by 11 points in the NFL. It just, it doesn't happen all that often. Yeah. <sighs> I shouldn't, I need to stop talking smack on Baker. I need to be more unbiased here. And I was too biased there. We've been talking shit on him all year. <laughs> He's looked okay the last couple weeks. Yes. It doesn't matter where he went to college at. I need to get over that for a little bit. I'm going to take Cleveland. I think they're going to do it. I think Baker finally gets it going. Um, with Odell specifically, Odell's, I mean, he just hasn't been the Odell that we've been expecting and it's probably going to, honestly, it's probably just going to be a Nick Chubb game where he rushes for like 150 yards. I don't know, that linebacking core for the Dolphins is pretty good. Might be able to shut it down a little bit. If OBJ's running slants, he ain't ain't escaping it. Well, we'll find out because I'm taking Cleveland. Yes, so our next game, the Carolina Panthers are traveling to New Orleans where the Saints are favored by 10. And we just said not a lot of teams win by 10 in the NFL here. It's hard to predict that. Well, guess what? I am. I'm taking the Saints by 10. Mr. Allen's going to step up in the pocket, fired across the middle. Bam, interception. He's going to step over to the right. Bam, fumbles it. There's going to be mistakes with Mr. Allen here. I don't think he's ready to place a team like the Saints. They are a complete team. 
and the Saints are still pissed off at how they lost to Atlanta a couple weeks ago. That's it. New Orleans. Thank you. I'm going to take Carolina. You're I think, ridiculous. I think that <laughs> I, I really am. I think that Christian McCaffrey just does what he's been doing all year, and he keeps this team in games strictly just by the talent that he has. I think that Lattimore's still going to be out for the Saints, I believe. And so I think that DJ Moore has another big game. He's been solid this last month. So I think that that's going to do it. And then I always love watching this game because I love watching the Breeze versus Keekly battle. Like yep. those two, it's so much fun to watch those two audibly and off of each other. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. So I think that Carolina finds a way not to lose by double digits. I still think they lose, but not by doubles. Awesome. The new, oh my gosh, the Oakland Raiders are traveling to New York where the Raiders are favored by two and a half. This is a Western team traveling all the way across the United States to, to face the Jets, who are starting to kind of look okay. Not looking great. Sam Darnold had four passing touchdowns last week. A sloppy interception. Still learning. Here we go. I'm taking the Jets. I think the Raiders are pumped on how they played last week against Cincinnati, and they get a little too hyped about it, and they're going to come in and play the Jets. The Jets may don't have a the best O-line or maybe not an even better O-line than the Bengals, but I think the Jets are going to be okay enough to be a team traveling across the states. I actually love that argument. You almost made me switch. You almost did, but I'm going to take all these rookies that we talked about earlier with the Raiders. I think the Raiders find a way to squeeze this one out by a field goal, and that would give them obviously beating the two and a half. So I'm going to take Oakland there. And I think that Carr, Carr needs to continue to win these type of games. Like He doesn't want to leave that door open for Gruden to be tempted to take a quarterback this next year. Like You have to keep playing a very solid, turnover-free season. I don't, I'm pretty sure I said this last episode, but I don't remember. He's kind of getting back to his old ways on being completely comfortable in the pocket Putting, putting some umph in the ball as he throws it and making the right reads. Like, he looks fully comfortable again. Like, he's not hesitant about his back or his legs or anything like that. Like, he is back to that MVP caliber quarterback. My worry with this young rookie team, like the rookies that we've been talking about, is that they're not going to be ready for a trip like this. You know what I mean? They're yeah. You're used to rhythm. You're settled into it. You're reaching the end of the season, kind of like the last quarter of it. And now you're traveling to New York. And you're playing, I believe it's a noon game, isn't it? Or is it a 3 o'clock game? No, I think it's noon. So, I mean, you're playing a noon game, which is what? Eight or nine year time? Uh, ten, 10 o'clock California time. Yeah. Right? California is three hours behind Eastern. Yeah, so it's 1 o'clock. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so still right, ten o'clock. Wouldn't it be nine? No, it's ten o'clock. It's one if it's one o'clock Eastern, three hours back, noon, eleven. I'm thinking like noon. I'm thinking me noon. Noon. You're Excuse talking me. your time. Yeah. 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 Okay. 
confusion. Eastern, Central. We're talking four different time zones right now. Eastern, <laughs> Central, my, my mountain, and then, <laughs> then, yeah, Pacific time. Awesome. Love to see it. The fuck is going on? So, yeah, I'm yeah. just taking the Jets. I think they'll be ready more than the Raiders will be. Speaking of teams crowd, uh, traveling across the states, Seahawks are traveling to Philadelphia where the Eagles are favored by one and a half. The Seahawks are a veteran team. They're a good team. I'm taking them to win. MVP quarterback Russell Wilson is there. Bam. That's all you need to hear. Eagles lost last week to the Patriots. Probably should have won it, but you just make mistakes. You do that against Seattle, you're going to lose as well. I'm starting to get really worried that we have only agreed on one game, two games, Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Those are the only two we've agreed on, and I'm taking Philadelphia here. You want to come back. So you're down by eight right now. This is the week to come back on me. <laughs> or I just have a massive league because that's most likely it's going to happen. Uh, I like what Philadelphia is doing right now. And I like what how the way the way Wentz is playing. Obviously, a couple turnovers last week. But I like that he's getting more confidence. And I think that he's getting more confidence later in the year. And he's still healthy. I think that he likes that. I think the defense is playing well. I thought even the defensive backs last week were playing very well against the Patriots receivers. And the only thing that really worries me is the Seahawks are coming off a bye. That that worries me, that they've had that extra time. But again, it's from all the way from Seattle all the way to Philadelphia. That's a, that's a long travel time. I'm going to take Philadelphia. Yep. Gotcha. Our next matchup, the Detroit Lions are favored by three and a half, traveling to Washington, where I'm going to take the Redskins. The Lions are still without Matthew Stafford. Their season is pretty much kind of a wash at this point, and Dwayne Haskins is getting experience. Alex Smith has been at practice and helping him. When, what happened to the last quarterback we watched Alex Smith help in Grimm? He's fucking MVP. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Dwayne Haskins, but that experience and that veteran leadership does help. And if Haskins is getting at this week from Smith in particular, I think it's going to be good. Because he 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 had some plays last week that really caught my attention. McLaurin is back. That relationship is going to continue to blossom from Ohio State, so which is good for him. And Trace, if I'm switching your mind right here like I just did, fuck. We can't keep doing this then because we are going to have another difference, another game-changing moment, and you changed your mind. That's, I'm taking Washington to win. No, I, you didn't change my mind. I gave you that look because I was going to take Washington this whole time, and I was thinking, okay, this is a game that I for sure feel confident that I'm going to beat him because I thought you were going to take Detroit. So mm. I'm with you because I think that Darius Geis has his breakout performance this game. I think Darius Geis says, hey, everybody, Remember me from LSU, guy that was right behind Leonard Fournette, guy that everybody said I that was better than Leonard Fournette. I'm healthy now. Welcome all you defensive guys to the NFL because I'm going to be running over your ass for the next several years. Ooh, drop the think, mic, son. Drop the mic. And again, we've talked about how the Lions defensive line has played like shit all year. And I feel like ever since we've said that, they've slowly played worse and worse as well. Well, you know, it happens. Part of it. It does happen. Yeah. So, um, and maybe it's just because of the whole 
incident with his offensive lineman, I kind of also feel like Haskins like has a really good game and stays clean. Doesn't get a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. It just seems like that's the type of shit that would happen now. Especially with the the blasting of the news for his offensive line. Yeah. Yep. Um, our next game, the Dallas Cowboys are traveling to New England where the Patriots are favored by six and a half. I'm taking the Cowboys. Whether they win or not, I'm taking them. What happened the last time the Patriots played a complete team? They lost. They played a somewhat team last week. Almost lost. You don't have some fucking trick plays in there from a four. You just had to slide that in there. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. Trace just threw a little curveball at me. But I thought for sure you would go the other way. You're taking Dallas as well? I am. They're they're a complete team. Dak is playing outstanding ball. Patriots have no one on offense. The offensive line is atrocious. Linebackers are just going to be sitting there pretty if they want to blitz free will. The defensive line for the Cowboys is just going to have a heyday. And the Patriots, I think, is going to be too much. I think if there's turnovers on the offensive side of the ball for the Patriots and Dallas scores off of it, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? I, I'm gonna... interested. I am interested in this game. I am. I don't understand why they don't make this a primetime game. Yeah, I know well, you I mean... can't because of the next two games we have here just as impressive, kind of. But this is a game that I'm going to yeah. be watching. Yeah, they uh, they flexed the Sunday night game already into it, so that's why they didn't put that into it. But um, yeah, like you said, I'm taking Dallas, and I don't even care. I'll I'll spill the beans right now. Did you see my power rankings? No, I didn't pay attention to it. I don't look at yours because I don't want it to dictate any of mine. Right? Yeah, because you don't want to be right. So I actually put. How about this? I put New England at four. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, wait I don't even you see mine. Did you put them in there yet? No, I haven't done it yet, but just wait. Oh, great. Can't wait to see that. Um, but back to it's the game. Right. Back to the game. I think the combination of Zeke with the way that Dak is playing, I just, I think that that's strong enough to offset this great New England defense. I think that New England is going to allow some points. And like we talked about the other day, Brady's just not playing like Brady right now. In the end, when they get to the playoffs, I fully expect him to. But he's just not doing it right now. I know you don't. You're, you're on record saying that he's going to cost them a game. I will no, never the say year, that. not a game, the year. Yeah, you're saying that in the playoffs. I said in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, same thing, right? So, um, But I'll never say that until he does it because he's Tom Brady. <laughs> but he's going to cost them some season games, and this is one of them. Dallas wins. They don't even not. They don't just cover. They win. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. I know There's that song. Little, you know I that know, one? Yeah, I used to sing that song all the time. Who sings it? Uh, Tim McGraw. Okay. All right. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. I thought it was Kenny Chesney. It's not Kenny Chesney. Is it? Now you got me second guess myself. I, it's, it's Tim. <laughs> Look it up as we get to our next game here. The Packers are traveling to San Francisco where the Niners are favored by three. It is Tim McGraw. Yeah. 
Yikes. I knew I wasn't crazy. I was like, Kenny Chesney wasn't around back in the, when this song was made. He's been around most of my life. Yeah, that's true. Thinks my tractor's sexy. Hey, that was also my that fucking song. song as a kid. I, I also like that song. Yeah, that's a good one. But I had a tractor. I don't. <laughs> Wait, so you, <laughs> I just a so you make fun of Utah. All right, into our next game here. <laughs> Yeah, zip it. Uh-uh. So the Packers are heading to San Francisco, where the Niners are favored by three. I I don't I I've said that like three times now. I'm taking the Packers. I am taking the Packers. If the Cardinals can cause that much disruption for Jimmy Garoppolo, God damn it! If the 49 if the Cardinals can cause that much disruption to Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers, to where the only guys were really open because of schematic geniusness by Kyle Shanahan. I don't know if they're going to do that against the Packers. So I'm taking the Packers here. And that's that's my summary. Treese, what team are you picking here? I'm taking the Packers. Uh, they're coming off a bye. Plus, I have a bet with my coworker that we made a bet last week on this game. And I can't now go against it here. That means I'd be wrong on one of them and right on the other. So I got to go with the Packers. I think that... This defense of the Packers will get to Jimmy G, like how you were saying. And I think that the creativity that they do with Jones and with Williams is going to put pressure on the linebackers. And without Alexander, I think it's finally going to show for the Niners. Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, Anything else you want to add to this game? Nope. All right, just roll into the last game here. All right. Yeah, you Monday first. night, Monday night, we got the Ravens versus the Rams. Ravens are only three point favorites, so yeah, I'm going to take Baltimore because Rams are looking like shit, even though they've won the last couple of games. But it hasn't been pretty. The Ravens are looking unstoppable, basically, right now, and uh, you know that Lamar Jackson is going to want to put on a show. Primetime television, be like, hey, I'm your MVP now. Just like how he did against the Patriots. He wants to do the same thing. And he knows that the Rams are the big, shiny toy team. You know, you got you got Ramsey, you got Darnold, you got, you know, Donald. I should say not Darnold, Donald. Uh, you got Gurley, you got Jared Goff, you got McVay. I mean, like all these big guys. And Lamar Jackson can say, I'm going to beat all you guys. It doesn't matter. Would you say the Rams' defense has speed? The Rams' defense? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... With Fowler, yeah. Donald, Ramsey, Clay Matthews. Eh, I, I wouldn't say it's faster than any like any other team. You, don't, you really don't think so? I really don't. I mean, I think that I could name off a lot of players on every other team. I mean... Donald's the difference maker because he can get just get through the line so quick, right? But that doesn't make him fast. He's just excellent with his hands. So there's there's interior pressure that's there a lot quicker than what Jackson is used to. 100%. That's my argument. I'm taking the Rams. Okay. We talked about the Raiders traveling across the United States here. That's exactly what the Ravens are about to do. They're about to go all the way from Baltimore all the way to Los Angeles. That makes things even later for them. Now that this is a night game. You talk about Eastern teams not wanting to watch Western games. 
Imagine trying to play in it. Lamar Jackson's had a great year. I feel like a lot of his tremendous throws have been to open guys along the sideline or to an open of the middle of the field to a tight end over a linebacker. I feel like a lot of his highlight throws that we everyone just praises, I feel like I'm sitting there going, you know what, I'm really not impressed by that. One thing that I was slightly impressed with was a sidearm throw around a defender. It didn't go very far, but it was still like nice to see him throw from a different angle, and you could tell it was kind of awkward for him, but he made it happen. I will give him praise. He's great on the ground. He's a great runner. He makes things happen. He keeps plays alive. He puts the ball in good situations, doesn't really create turnovers. But this Rams team is not happy with the way they've been playing. Baltimore is pumped up with how they've been playing. They are on a different level. Lamar Jackson has shown great leadership through all of this, through this entire process. And the Ravens are behind him all the way. Harbaugh has went from being on the hot seat to probably being one of the most comfortable coaches in the NFL right now. After this performance and this you know, change of pace for this franchise moving forward away from Flacco last season to now. But I think you're traveling across the states. You're playing the Rams. Goff cannot be happy with the way he's playing. He's looking at this defense. McVay cannot be happy with his play-calling decisions. Gurley is also getting involved in the offense more, and that's what they're basing everything off of. So you get the play action going, and you hit a couple deep shots, whether they're wide open or not. I put a knock on Goff last episode for it, but if you hit them this week, it doesn't matter how open they are. As long as you hit them and you get on the board and you put pressure on the Ravens and force Jackson to throw the ball, this is going to be a different outcome on national TV. I just think it's going to be a di- I think it's going to be a change of pace, and I'm I'm picking the Rams. I think Marcus Peters is going to say this is this offense's tendencies. This is what they like to do in these situations, and I think that's going to be a difference maker there. How about this? Let's put let's put a bet on this. Okay, twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Do you want the points? What do you mean? Do you want the three points? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm taking the Rams to win outright, so I don't think they lose by, like, one point. But, I mean, I'll take the points. Okay. All right. So, if it's a three-point game, Ravens win by three. I owe you 20 bucks. No, no, no. Split. If it's three, it's got to be three and a half. Okay. So, three, nobody wins. One and two, you, three and a half or more, me. Okay, that's fine. I'll take that. I'm gonna buy it. Okay, twenty bucks. Nice. Love seeing that. God. Thanks for the free money, bitch. Oh. <laughs> 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 I, I oh, got nothing to say back. I got nothing. I got nothing. Speaking of something to say, dude. So I sent you a little video about my kid the other day. Oh my god. So sent Austin because because of what he said the other day on our podcast, he was like, his next word should be Austin, and so total my, joke by the way. Yeah, Didn't expect anything from it. Yeah, but my wife listened, and so she's at the park with the kid, and she was like, "Can you say Austin?" And he basically screams just noises, but the one of them legit almost sounded like Austin. The it very was, first thing was like Aus, and then it was like ton ten like. Yeah, the, it was there. Yeah, for sure. 
you talk about just pure like enjoyment. Like, dude, I was filled with so much joy and happiness. I couldn't explain it. I was just like, holy cow. Yeah. I'm still like I'm I got chills right now. I, this may sound cheesy to some people, but I'm being serious. Like, dude, that was an awesome moment. It was way cool. Like I, I didn't know my wife was gonna do it. She just sent it to me and just said, send to Austin. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> well, hey, Jasmine, thank you. That made my day, honestly. Helped made my week, really. It was it was a it was a great thing. I'm I don't know what to say for it. It was awesome. Thank you. Kids freaking adorable. That he is. That I don't know is. where all the hair came from. That's what Lauren and I were talking about. But boy, it's there. She was just like, where'd all that hair come from? <laughs> I don't know. Shit. Not my kid. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he went from bald to full of hair in like two weeks. <laughs> so in yeah. his in the random teeth, too. I thought that was cute. Dude, he is he has like four teeth on the top and like two on the bottom, and he's <laughs> 10 months. I'm like, how, how is this possible? <laughs> so funny. He's hilarious. Um, but I think that does it for us. I don't, I don't think anybody else wants to hear about my kid anymore. So that does it for us tonight. Do not forget to tune into Mike'd Up on the radio on Saturday morning, 10 to noon Central Time. For yep. all of you Mountain West people, that would be 9 to 11 hour time. Again, Austin and I will be, from our personal accounts, posting links and all sorts of other stuff. So, please tune in. Let us know how we do. And tonight, we've been talking football.